Hi, and welcome to Part of the Story, Red Deer Public Library's official podcast. I'm Claire Brown, Young Adult Services Coordinator. And I'm Sage Black, Member Services Assistant. And we are very excited to welcome you to our first ever RDPL podcast. This is a podcast celebrating all things Red Deer, Red Deer Public Library, community, and of course, books. And because this is our first podcast, we thought that we should properly introduce ourselves. I started at the library as extra summer help in 2008, and I'm still here. I was a programmer for a little bit, and now I'm the newly installed Young Adult Services Coordinator. When I'm not at work, I read probably more than is healthy, and I have a varied number of crafty pursuits. And I started here at the library as a page back in 2014, and I moved into my member services position now back in October of 2017. Uh, When I'm not here, I'm at home, or I'm at pottery, or I just started training in Muay Thai as well. So that's where you'll find me. Awesome. So when we were throwing around ideas for what our first podcast should be, it became clear pretty quickly that we were going to talk about Red Deer Reads. That's right. It's history, former titles, and current winner. So let's get into it. Red Deer Reads started as part of the One Book, One Community movement of a few years ago. The aim was to bring communities together in essentially one big book club. Highlighting Canadian authors was an integral part of making the book club particularly relevant to Red Deerians. Books from local authors, Albertans, and Canadians speak to our unique experience. To get the public involved, the library solicited title selections and made a top three or five shortlist depending on the year, and allowed the community to vote for their favorite. We started our first Red Deer Reads in May of 2015, culminating in an author visit and celebrating Canadian Library Month in October of that same year. And though the program has seen some changes, it is back in 2019 to great success and excitement. So the titles that are ultimately shortlisted have been extremely varied, unsurprisingly given how varied our readers and our community are. We've had general fiction, non-fiction, young adult novels, and a graphic novel, which we'll talk about more in depth later. All of these titles won because they resonated with members of our community. The only real criteria we've had is that the author be a living Canadian and that the nominated title be a recently published work. There are an amazing number of titles to choose from, and the long lists we've collected in the past have required hours of consideration and debate. There are smaller titles and blockbusters, for example, Chris Hatfield's, But what I like most about the shortlist is that there's always something for everyone. Every year it gets more difficult to highlight three to five titles, and I guess that really says something great about where Canadian authors are right now. So many novels to choose from, and yet the choices still must be made. In 2015, our first Red Deer Reads year, our top five included An Inconvenient Indian by Thomas King, Station Eleven by Emily St. John Mendel, The Gargoyle by Andrew Davidson, The Shore Girl, by Fran Kimmel, and An Astronaut's Guide to Life by Chris Hadfield. The inaugural winning title that year was Station Eleven by Emily St. John Mandel. Mandel's novel follows the adventures of a traveling theater company in a post-apocalyptic North America after most of the human population is wiped out by a virus. Though quintessentially a sci-fi novel, the book explores what gets left behind, how humanity, people, can move on together. Let us cast our minds back slightly to 2015. Dystopian and post-apocalyptic fiction is very hot. You have two blockbuster YA series that are happening during that time, the Divergent series and the Hunger Games. And for whatever reason, there was definitely a trend in literature where we were clearly interested in examining what makes us human after the fall of society. Mandel's book came at the perfect time and really hit big. She was nominated that year for numerous awards and was 
a community book club choice in a number of communities. She garnered all the attention and awards well-deservedly, and of course, the coveted title of the first ever Red Deer Reads selection. So for our second Red Deer Reads in 2016, our finalists were 15 Dogs by Andre Alexis, The Masked Truth by Kelly Armstrong, Mountain Story by Laurie Lanzis, and Open Heart, Open Mind by Clara Hughes. And the winner that year was The Outside Circle, written by Patty Labucane Benson, and was illustrated by Kelly Mellings. It's a gripping graphic novel about gang violence, drug abuse, and overcoming historic trauma experienced by Indigenous people. Labucane Benson is Métis, and she serves as the Director of Research at the Native Counseling Services of Alberta. She's been a Senator since October of 2018 and has a PhD in Human Ecology, focused on how Indigenous communities overcome historic trauma. I think with her background, she really made a voice for the characters and represented a community that doesn't always get the most representation in media. Kelly Mellings, who beautifully illustrates Labucane Benson's story, was born in Edmonton and grew up around Aboriginal families, but never realized how different their lives were from his own until growing up and working with Labucane Benson. He runs his own design and animation studio, Pulp Studios, and his dark but incredibly detailed drawings took two years to complete. The graphic novel won the Burt Award for First Nations Inuit and Métis Literature in 2016. 2016 was the first year that I was on the Red Deer Reads Committee, and we were very excited to feature a graphic novel, which I think was probably a huge departure for a lot of adult readers. Um, Labucane Benson and Melling's graphic novel was on the long list for Canadian Reads that, that year, which is how it sort of came to our attention in the first place. And I was so happy to see it as our choice that year. I think it's such an important story to be told. And to be told in that way, I think is easier for people to digest. Mm -hmm. Especially younger people, like young adults too, not necessarily only adults, right? Absolutely. In 2017, our top five included Fishbowl by Bradley Summer, We're All in This Together by Amy Jones, Wolf Winter by Cecilia Eckback, Juliet's Answer by Glenn Dixon, and Wonder Women by Sam Meggs. A complete departure from 2016's winner, Amy Jones's We're All in This Together is a novel about a dysfunctional family touching on online relationships, marriages, miscarriages, abandonment, and dementia. Jones is originally from the Halifax area, but started gaining notoriety after moving to Ontario to teach creative writing, and she started her blog. Amy Jones was on many best of lists in 2017. Novels about family dysfunction are universal to some extent, and We're All in This Together offers humor to juxtapose against darker themes. Jones is quoted as saying, it's lighter, less of a difficult read. She's, quote, not a humor writer, but some people think that it's kind of funny, while there are other, darker parts that still resonate. We had a launch party extravaganza that year, which included games, a fortune teller, wine tasting, and some particularly delicious specialty cupcakes. Before we get into the 2019 winner, let's talk a little bit about the top three this year. So this year, the slight shift in format was instead of a top five, we just had a top three wherein we had hot picks of the titles and books and ebooks and e-audiobooks in our collection, allowing people the chance to read hopefully all three before voting. Our top three this year were Aisha at Last by Uzma Jalaluddin, The Good Wife by Samra Zafar, Life on the Ground Floor by Dr. James Miskalik. So they were announced in the spring of this year, and it allowed the voting process to take place over about a 12-week period, really giving our library users time to read each book before voting. And Sage will talk a little bit about the launch event. 
The launch event happened at our Timberlands branch at the end of August, and Famosa was generous enough to come and supply all of our event participants with an individual pizza. And they were delicious. Yes, as always. So let's get into the 2019 winner. Um, this year seemed to be the year of memoirs, but Dr. James Miscalic skillfully recounts his days working at the emergency room at St. Michael's Hospital in Toronto, and also the Black Lion Hospital in Addis Ababa. In the second novel by Miscalic, he isn't necessarily highlighting the differences between those two hospitals, but more so the similarities in his colleagues, his patients, and the way you need to think when you work in emergency medicine. Whether it was in Ethiopia or Canada, the doctors who work in these high-stress, adrenaline-filled jobs are cut from the same cloth. They all have one goal, and it's to save people's lives. He really does a great job of capturing what's really felt in those moments without romanticizing the work being done. I also think that his narrative is, is written in such an interesting way. If you haven't had a chance to pick up the book yet, obviously we do recommend it, but each chapter begins with a letter of the alphabet, and a small sentence of what that letter might denote. Reading the chapters, you understand why he's put the story together in this particular manner. It gives the narrative a special accessibility that I don't think that it would have had otherwise. It organizes the thoughts in a way that a non-medical person, which I think probably a lot of us are, uh, can really sort of deep dive into the narrative with him and not get too lost. Yeah, exactly. And it's the first book I've really seen put together that way. And his thoughts and how he writes is much like how you would expect to find an emergency room working. There's no time for breaks, really. And you just have to move on from what you're doing. From one thing to the next. Exactly. And be able to take whatever comes at you, which I think is a great way of setting up his narrative because it really lets you sort of feel what he's feeling and experience his experiences, which I think is a different way than a lot of writers would typically approach this type of writing. So I think his medical background really speaks to, I think it really speaks to the fast paced nature of his narrative. Exactly. We are very pleased to be welcoming Dr. James Miscalic during Canadian Library Month, which is this month, October, on Thursday, October 17th. He'll be coming to the downtown branch of the Red Deer Public Library, and we couldn't be looking more forward to this event. Yeah, so the event starts at 7 p.m. and it will start and it will start with an author talk and with a wine reception to follow. Tickets are available from Eventbrite. They are free. And just so you know, if you haven't yet picked up your copy of Life on the Ground Floor, chapters will be on site selling paperback copies of Dr. Mascalic's book for $20 a piece, cash only. So come on down, buy your book, get it signed, and add it to your personal library. It'll be a great time. So we've decided at the end of each of our podcasts to do a little roundup of what we're reading, watching, and listening to. Normally, or coming up, I should say, this will include the reading, watching, and listening to's of our guests, but today you just have us. So Sage, let us have it. So in preparation of Red Deer Reads, I am reading Life on the Ground Floor. I am watching Love Island season five, and I'm listening to the H3 podcast as well. And I'm currently reading Talking to Strangers by Malcolm Gladwell. I'm re-watching The West Wing because it's the best show on this planet. And I'm listening to Trixie Mattel's albums basically on repeat. And if not that, definitely the Rewatchables podcast. We thank you so much for joining us, and we hope that you will join us in the future. So if you want to get in contact with us, please do. Give us your ideas, your feedback, whatever you like. You can email Claire at cbrown at rdpl.org. And you can email me, Sage, at sblack at rdpl.org. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. <laughs>